folding pocket. Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now. And welcome to The Fast and the Curious with me, Bessie Glover. And me, Christian Hugill. Now, we don't have Greg James with us this time. If you follow him on social media, you'll have seen his wife, Bella, is recovering from surgery, uh, which is a little... And only a little bit more important than talking about F1 with us two morons. So we're sending lots of love uh, to Bella. But something that is different as well as not having Greg, we're in person. I know. It's so nice to see your face and I can touch you, Christian. Give me a hug. Do you want a hug? Shall I no, give you a hug? I, yeah, I'm you want a hug? Go on, let's have a hug. Okay. Oh, oh, lovely. Jimmy, do you want a hug? Jimmy wants no, a hug. Jimmy, yeah, definitely. Jimmy, a hug. Yeah. Jimmy does oh, not Jimmy. want a hug Absolutely from you. Absolutely not. Christian, no, don't hug me. Hug. Christian, yeah, sit Christian. down. Oh. No, he's he's like a puppy. Christian, no. sit. <laughs> sit down. We're all in the same room. I'll, I'll make, you know, make use of it. That was nice, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely loved you rubbing your sweaty body all over it's me. The, it's not <laughs> sweaty. Good to know. Um, we're sending Bella lots and lots of love. Hope you get well soon. It's just me and you, Christian, to mop up everything that went on in Singapore. Very dramatic. My favourite race of the season. Um, and also, we're going to look ahead to uh, this week's race in Japan. We've got a few people that we're going to be talking to, haven't we? Including Beth, who's on her way to the Japanese Grand Prix. I don't know whereabouts she is in the world, but... We're told she is on her way and she's going to help us preview that race. We've got more listener questions to get through, so I hope you're ready for that. And we've got a new Liam Lawson game to play later as well. I have no idea what that's about. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that later. Oh, do you know what that's about? I know exactly what that's about. Oh, no, right, okay, cool. Um, before we get on to that, in our last episode, which was straight after Carlos Sainz won that epic race, you were all over the place. You were very hyper. Mm. You were very overly excited. Mm. You were a bit annoying. I'm not going to No, lie. sure. No, no, so, no, I take that. It's fine. <laughs> Are you more level now? No. Are you okay? No. I've, I've had quite a sociable day and I've been out and about, so I've had a lot of coffee. Same. So, if anything, I'm probably more giddy. It was just such a great race. Did you rewatch it? I've not rewatched the highlights. I'm not a time yet. That will be later in the week's job. I always make sure I rewatch the highlights before the next Grand Prix. Okay. So I'll do that a little bit later in the week. I did. And did I you? Had, already? I have already. And I had a new sort of like love for Carlos Sainz and his sort of race strategy that he just did on his own and the way he took on the race. I loved it. So yeah, I didn't quite appreciate that the first time I watched it. No, you all, it's like, it's like a good film. You always do get more from watching the second time round, like multi-layers. But there was something magical. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Your little excited face then. That came into the fast and the curious inbox on Friday night. We couldn't quite believe it. As we know, when David Croft, the Sky Sports F1 commentator, heard by everyone in the UK and all around the world, came on the podcast... Which I missed. Which you missed because you worst, couldn't be bothered. No, the worst episode to miss. The worst episode it? to miss. Betty was on holiday. Uh, he promised to do what's become the Fast and the Curious tradition of kissing the track. When Anne, one of our listeners, came on the podcast and you asked, did you kiss it, Anne? We sort of <laughs> fell in love with that catchphrase and our listeners have started to kiss it, Anne, kiss the track all over the world. I'd just like to say that's not a stupid question because that is a very common thing in sport and you were all like, oh, God, why would she kiss it? It's not a stupid question iconic, at all. Iconic, actually. Yeah, no, iconic. I bet it's produced an iconic moment of the podcast. But we asked Crofty whether <laughs> he had ever kissed it, Anne. And uh, <laughs> unbelievably, 
Crofty had never, in all the F1 races he'd gone to, had never kissed the track. Until, ladies and gentlemen, this moment. Just doing a few stretches before I start the track run tonight. But before I go anywhere, for the Fast and Curious podcast, and particularly for Anne, the first in a one-off special, because this ain't happening every day. This is where we kiss the track, right? We're here on the main straight in Singapore. You want to kiss the track? Let's kiss the track. Oh, I, I actually cannot believe he did that. I cannot believe he did that. I love Crofty. Yeah. I'm actually a bit in love with Crofty. <laughs> Absolute legend. Um, the only person that I think we should speak to in this moment in time is, of course, Anne. And what was your reaction when you saw that video? Were you shocked? Very shocked. I mean, not that we didn't, like, I didn't trust him to do it, but it's just, like, wild that that's how far it's gone. I know. Did you ever think when you made your first appearance on this podcast months ago that it would get so silly that it would not only lead to actual listeners taking it upon themselves? We never asked people to do this, to, to go and kiss it, Anne. And people, and people use your name. People go, I've kissed it, Anne, and send it to us in the DMs. But the actual David Croft, the modern-day voice of Formula One, would do it. Yeah, so surreal. I had so many people send it to me because of the time zone. I woke up and it was the first thing I saw when I woke up. And I just, like... I can't, yeah, can't comprehend that this is what's happening and that everyone is just using my name. I'm not, I'm, yeah, didn't think this was how it's going to go all those months ago. Do you think that he's a lucky charm? Maybe he needs to kiss every track before <gasps> a Grand Prix so yeah. we can have an epic yes. race. Yeah, this has been the discussion in our group chat that clearly Crofty kissing the track caused the chaos. So... He's got a reputation now. He has to uphold it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to tell him that he's just gonna have to do it to every Grand Prix now because <laughs> that was epic. I might text him. Okay, go and do it now then. I might text him now and go, and, and go. Hang on, right? You talk to Anna. Christian's all chat. You see, Anne. He says a lot of stuff, but he never actually does it. So be nice to actually watch him text Crofty. Live. It's an outrageous character slur that is. What did you make of the Singapore Grand Prix then, Anne? It was wild. Loved it. I was on the edge of my seat, quite literally. I think it was. So exciting. And I also was just in awe of like how much strategy, how clever it is. I mean, I know they're all amazing, but to be thinking like for Carlos and Lando to be thinking like that during the race, wild. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it was like the first race this season where I've been edge of my seat almost like mouth on the floor not mouth on the floor jaw on the floor you know what I mean I, was, I wasn't kissing my floor I was in my living room down on my knees that's such a better cleverism let's make this a good Grand Prix guys did you lick it Anne? I licked it Anne um, no I didn't <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but I honestly, like, jaw was on the floor. Could not believe it. Um, you're a Hamilton fan, aren't you, Anne? If I remember rightly. Well, yeah, I am. Um, the earrings that I had with Charles Leclerc. Uh, but yeah, we uh, we adore Lewis. But I think you kind of have to when you're British. Yeah, you do. Charles Leclerc didn't have a uh, the 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 best time, did he? No. Although I think still a huge Lando, huge Carlos fan, and I think it was just fun to see so many of them up there 
yeah, it was very exciting to watch. And while you guys have been talking about Formula One, I've, I've texted Crofty. Uh, I said, <laughs> Crofty, thank you so much for kissing the track. We're recording our latest episode and have decided your kiss must have blessed the track and led to a classic. You may have to kiss it every weekend. Do let us know your thoughts. <laughs> now, now, I think I think today is when most people, are, when we're recording this, are travelling from Singapore to Japan. So I believe mm. he will literally be on a plane. So I wouldn't expect to answer during this recording, but we will obviously keep you well up to date. I've noticed that you've messaged him quite a lot and he doesn't reply to you. <laughs> That's not true! <laughs> I, I sent him a nice text after he'd been on the podcast, look... And I said how much it was nice of him to come on. And he said that lovely text back mm. and said that we look forward, because I'm going to Austin, I'm excited to say. Yeah, and yeah, I said, look, yeah. look forward to speaking to him in Austin. There, look. And then you got blue tick twice after that. <laughs> there was no, I just said, great, thanks, see you then. There was no need for a response. And Anne doesn't need to hear this from you. No, no, nor the, neither do our <laughs> listeners, really. And what are you thinking about Japan? Oh, that rhymed. Japan! <laughs> Well, we're going to have to go to Japan now. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yes, looking forward to it. But isn't it last year? I feel like was Japan the one where it got rain and it was like a rain delay for, I want to say like hours last year. Is that right? I feel like I remember waking up really early and then just having to sit on the sofa whilst it rained. But we'll see. Fingers crossed. Just before you go very quickly... Breaking news. Oh, no. An instant response <laughs> from Crofty, who says, as I said in the video, it's the first and a one-off special, a load of laughing emojis. He then sent me another text saying, I'll leave the tarmac kissing to the Pope in future, cracking race or not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, a worth, a try. worth a try. Worth a try. And appreciate you coming on. As always, you are the fast and the curious legends. We adore you and we will speak to you again before the season's out. Thank you so much. Have a good day. Thank you, Bye. Anne. Bye. Live reaction from Crofty. Not bad, is it? I know. Reply to your message. Do you feel happy? Do you yeah, feel proud? I do. You're in there, mate. Croft- <laughs> Crofty loves me. <laughs> your best friend. Um, right. We need to talk about last weekend's race mm. and what the hell is going on at Red Bull because I cannot understand how one day Red Bull's car is the best car, is absolutely dominating everything left, right and centre and the next day it is the complete opposite. What's happened? Do you know? Do you have any more insight? We, we said on the last pod that it might become more obvious as the week's gone on. I, I actually don't think it will become more obvious until free practice one in mm. Japan. I, I was at Red Bull this week. I know. What was it like? Were they all wearing black, heads down? <laughs> <laughs> they were quite chilled, actually. They were quite chilled. Uh, yeah, and, and again, everyone... I think Actually, I was with, a, obviously, a group of people who all worked for Red Bull, and they were like, listen, it was a great race, and they're all fans of the sport. So it was like, yeah, it wasn't a great weekend for us. I, I think the only light I can shed is it, it's probably set up more than anything. Right. When teams have simulators it's a simulation you're simulating what you think the on-track conditions will be like on the simulator so you know they they load computer programs into the simulator in order to try and simulate what the track conditions will be and that is how they form their setups for the weekend so you run the simulator during the week with the reserve drivers and they go, okay, we think we'll need this front wing set up. We think we'll need this suspension set up, this ride height. And it would appear that 
when as soon as they got to Friday practice, it was like, oh, this isn't right. This isn't what we thought. And therefore, when that happens, you're on the back foot all weekend. You're sort of recovering, going, we thought it would be this way to go. So we're trying to recover from that all weekend. But I don't understand how they could get it so wrong when they haven't done that for any races so far this season. But that is what is so impressive. That's normal. So many teams, even in dominant spells for like Mercedes in the past, you turn up and actually, oh, we've got it a bit wrong this weekend. It just shows you how impressive to do 15 in a row was because that was supposed to happen a lot sooner. We won't know for sure until this weekend, but it is probably a case of we got the setup wrong. The simulations didn't run how we expected them to. We were on the back foot. Singapore's just one of those tracks that doesn't suit our car, whether it's the layout, the, the, the circuit material, the temperature and conditions. We will only learn more about what went wrong when they correct it. Does that make sense? It does. And I'll be honest, I read a quote from Christian Horner, which has made me a little bit worried because he said that exposing the car's weakness and having this sort of blip and this sort of error that's happened means that it's just going to be even more useful for next yeah. year. So they're going to be even better next year and maybe we won't get a race like this next year. It's a thing across sport, isn't it? You learn more from your defeats than you do you, your wins. You know, you learn more if you get beat 4-0 than if you win 4-0 typically in football. It's the same with F1. It is more likely than not that Red Bull will be the team to beat next year. This advantage won't just disappear, but it just shows you what can happen. It's woken everyone up as well. Even my dad called me and he was like, what, Max Verstappen didn't win the Grand Prix? Now I'm going to pay a little bit of attention. You know, so, what, what, again, we mentioned Crofty, but what he said on the episode of... I, I was totally with Crofty. I, I've enjoyed watching the history, but for a neutral, not knowing who wins the race is good for the sport. Should we get onto this game then? I'm absolutely dreading now. Why are you dreading this? Because I don't like games and I don't like quizzes Okay, when I'm not hosting it. Okay, so uh, a couple of things have, have gone on here. For a start, you lot always stitch me up with ridiculous games that normally fall under the banner of Beats the Christian. Yes, but you, you're an F1 expert, I know, you but, say. You, but you throw me under the bus with, you know, uh, on what lap did Heinz Harold Frentzen pass Jarno Trulli on the 1997 Monaco Grand Prix? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. So I, I thought it was high time that I did a game. And also, something you said on the last podcast mm. rung true with me, that you said we probably hadn't talked about how impressive Liam Lawson has been enough. Oh, yeah, incredible. And I thought, what is the best way to pay tribute to how well he's done give him his own game on the Fast and the Curious podcast? Because that will really be a bigger deal for him than getting a drive in F1. Like, there is no higher accolade in sport than getting your own game. So I thought, right, Betty said, mm. we've not spoke about him enough, let's give him his own game, it's the least he deserves. Right. So Betty, welcome to the... And, and this could be the first in a series of these games because it's oh, it, it's it's such a strong format. Remember how good Play Your Cars Right was? That was an overwhelming <laughs> success. This could be bigger. So Betty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Liam Lawson or Michael Dawson. God. So, 10 questions. The answer to every single question in the quiz is either Liam Lawson or Michael Dawson. <laughs> this Not only is this game good because it's got a great name and it praises Liam Dawson, but we're both football fans. Mm. So it 
The answer could be Liam Lawson, who we all know, the new Formula One driver, or it could be the former Nottingham Forest and Tottenham Hotspur centre-back, Michael Dawson. Most rogue choice, but well, fine. Well, it's not, because it rhymes Rhyme, with Lawson. Yeah, okay, yeah sure. Great. So, um, ten questions. Uh, Jimmy, ten. can... Ten. Ten questions. <sighs> ten questions. I've lost the room. If you don't get at least five right, you have to Instagram DM both Liam Lawson and Michael Dawson, apologising for not knowing enough about them. <laughs> Quick fire, because producer Jimmy rolled his eyes when I said ten. Question number one. Who was born in Hastings, Lawson or Dawson? Dawson. Lawson, Hastings, New Zealand. Oh, I thought you meant Hastings. Bro- no, no, no right. it's a trick question. That- question two. <gasps> question two. Who raced in the Formula First Manafield Winter Series in 2015? Lawson or Dawson? Lawson. Lawson, yeah. Michael Dawson isn't a racing driver, so yes. <laughs> I thought he was going to be a trick question. No, 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 no. no. But the first one was. Question number three. Who shares their name with a character in the TV series Lost? Lawson or Dawson? I've never watched Lost. It's probably Liam. Michael Dawson right, is a character okay. in Lost. I don't know what that is. Question number four. Well, Lost, it's that TV show, isn't it? Is that where they, the plane crashed? Yeah, that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, question, was, that was before my time. Before your time. <laughs> question number... I never watched it. I just Googled it. Anyway, question number four. Who is six foot two? Lawson or Dawson? Lawson. Dawson, Dawson, Dawson. Journalist. Sorry, no, sorry, Dawson. sorry. It was a centre-back. Okay, sorry. You're not having that. No, absolutely not. Question number five. Who has benefited from an injury in their career. That was a really stupid answer because Formula One drivers aren't even that at all. It was a really that stupid was really answer. stupid. I'm yeah. panicking. I'm getting hot. I'm getting sweaty. Right. Again, we've moved on now. Question number five. Who has benefited from an injury in their career? Lawson or Dawson? Oh, Liam Lawson, obviously. Incorrect. The answer was both. Lawson, because he got to replace Daniel <laughs> Ricciardo, and Dawson, because he actually made the 2010 England World Cup squad after an injury to Rio Ferdinand. So that was both, I'm afraid. So that's wrong. Are you enjoying God. the game? You yeah, I love the... it. Loving yeah, it. Okay, right, good. Carry on. Question number six. Who shares their name with an American teen drama which ran from 1998 to 2003? Lawson or Dawson? Dawson. Correct. For Dawson's Creek. Yes. Question number seven. Who has always been promised a trip to the Singapore Grand Prix by his parents, but never actually went until he raced in it? Liam, Liam. No, it was Michael Dawson, I'm afraid. (laughs) No, it wasn't. It was Liam. (laughs) Question number eight. Who has an Irish first name, meaning strong-willed warrior and protector? Michael. Liam. That's what Liam means, off of Irish. (laughs) Don't swear. Don't swear. You'll lower the tone of the podcast. Question number nine. Which of these have I interviewed, Lawson or Dawson? Dawson. Correct. At the Nottingham Forest End of Season Awards in 2016. Oh, my God. And the final question. Who is most closely associated with the Sheffield and Hallamshire County Football Association? Michael. Now, that was a trick question. The answer to that one was Craig Pawson, the Premier League referee. That was neither Lawson nor Dawson. That was Pawson. Jimmy, we're never playing this again. Great format, though, wasn't it? Uh, brilliant. Uh, and we all, we've all learnt a bit more about Liam Lawson and Michael Dawson and Craig Pawson. Producer Jimmy, enjoyed it? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it needs a bit of work. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit, Jimmy. Why Just would you work on perfection? <laughs> so this week, the F1 world heads to Japan. We're sadly not there in person, which I'm gutted about. I really want to go to Japan. I want to go to Tokyo as well. Yeah, same. Yeah, uh, we're in London, but we can always rely on our fast and curious family to help us preview the race. So, joining us from literally halfway across the world, 
is Beth. Hello, Beth. Hey, Beth. Hi, Christian. Hi, Betty. Hello. Right, can you tell us exactly <laughs> where you are? Because I know that you are on your way to Japan to watch the Grand Prix, obviously, but you're not there yet, are yeah. you? No, I'm currently in Seoul in South Korea. I love that. Um, so I was here for work and uh, was looking up the dates and realised that the Grand Prix was just after and it's a quick hour and a half flight, two-hour flight to Japan, so I'm heading there on Thursday. That's amazing, because I was about to say why the Japanese Grand Prix, but so yeah. would, do you mind me asking, Beth, what do you do? Um, I work in marketing, so I was here for a conference amazing. Um, for what a couple a of days. Of luck. That's fantastic. Britney yeah. Spears impersonator, actually, is, is Beth. <laughs> Have you seen her headset? Beth's got a proper Britney mic on, which we were just saying we were absolutely loving. Uh, but Beth, how long have you been into F1 for? Oh, a long time. I watched with my dad through the nineties, um, noughties. You know, I'm before the Drive to Survive generation. So exactly like me. She's so proud of that. She's like before <laughs> the Drive to Survive people. Hey, Let's get that in. We love it. We we love the drive, the new Drive to Survivor cruise on this podcast. But 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 you'll be exactly like me. That Japan's always been there, right? Yeah. And there's been title yeah. deciders at Japan, so that would be what... yeah, some amazing races. Yeah, and I'm always ex- I really want to go to the ones that, like Albert Park in Melbourne mm. and Japan that've been that. Have always been there so Classics. i exactly i would be buzzing to be there i beth i couldn't be any more jealous so what what's your plan when you get there then so you get there what thursday um and then gonna head into the racetrack on friday because there's the fan zone and i think i think it starts at 9 30 with williams on the on the fan zone stage so i'm going to try and get there for then um, and then just wander around and take it in um i've got a grandstand ticket so i've got a seat for <sighs> Sunday, but you can rove around on Friday. So I'm just going to go and see what Suzuka's got to offer, really. Are you on your own? I am on my own, yeah. I, again, so cool. I just Very like the cool. idea of solo travelling and like being an explorer. It's just great. <laughs> it's your new era, this. Yeah. Solo traveller. Um, <laughs> no, but should we do a, a shout out on the podcast to see if there's any friends that you we could hick you up with? Maybe someone will. Yeah, be I would love that. that. Yeah, and we'll be like, you know, well, I'm yeah, going to join you. There you go. Fast Curious Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Genuinely, let us know, and we will pass these on. Beth, give us like your top three sort of bullet points that you'd put on like your dating profile, but this is to make friends. So like your friendship profile. Oh, interesting. So what, would you, what would you write okay. if you're going to sell yourself? Very interesting question. Yeah. Um, oh, selling myself. Okay. Um, I'm really excited about the food in Japan. Yeah. So, you know, adventures with food. So looking for someone who might go and try all the different options that they've got there. She's yeah. a foodie. Um, I like it. Ideally, I'm a McLaren fan. Okay. So, you know, has to be compatible mm. with that, I would sure. say, whatever sure. that looks like. I'm, you know, open minded. There's been lots of different teams that have come through my life, but McLaren has stayed there for the most. So, compatible there. Um, and just, you know, up for an adventure and for a wander and just have a look around and see what they've got to offer at the track, really. I'm <sighs> excited about exploring. Have you been before? Like, you must be buzzing for the whole experience. Yeah, I've been to Silverstone and I actually got the chance to go to Abu Dhabi a few years ago. <sighs> and, um, I think the best bit is the fan zone because the race yeah. is really exciting, but you it's harder to follow when you're by the track. I think you've talked about it before. It's If you've not got the radio feed and you've not got a big screen, it's actually quite hard to follow sometimes. But I'm really excited about just being there with other fans. And I think it's last year was the first time for many years that they'd done the race. And this mm-hmm. is to full capacity. So, you know, the Japanese love motor racing. It's going to be incredible. So I'm really excited about just soaking up the atmosphere there and my seats the grandstand I'm at the overpass so you can actually see cars go over one and then under back oh, under that's incredible. so we've got two views so cool I said that at the end of the last podcast the figure of eight 
think yeah. it's the only one on the calendar that does that. That is very, very, yeah. very cool. Amazing. Uh, can we speak to you next week, Beth, to see how it was? I really wanted to find out how it, you got on. Definitely. Amazing. Have an amazing time, Beth. And stay Thank in contact you. with us. Let us know how it goes. I will. And we'll speak to you after the race. Speak to you after the race. I want to be out there with Beth, if I'm being completely honest with you. Oh. It sounds like she's going to have a crack in time. Sold herself well as well, didn't she? Those great facts. Yeah. Do you know what? Some people would freeze and not be able to come up with the bullet points, but she just went straight into it. She knows what she wants. Um, shall we get into previewing Japan just a little bit more? Yeah, okay, fine. so we got this voice note from Emily. Hi, Betty. Hi, Christian. Just wondering which team you think will be strongest in Japan, depending on the track layout and the car specifications. That's my question. Thanks so much. Good question. Excellent question. Um, it, it's so hard to tell this season. Japan, as we as we sort of just mentioned then, it's a tight and twisty old school track. And the tighter tracks have tend to suit Mercedes a bit more this year. You know, for example, Lewis got P2 in Australia. That's a narrow track. He got P2 in Spain as well. I think Ferrari's pace seems genuine. I would expect pace from them. McLaren's pace seems to have recovered. It's so difficult to predict who's the second quickest team this season that it's just so hard. So I don't think we'll fully know until FP1. But again, I would expect Red Bull to go back to the front because surely they will be. And then I think it will be really close between the, the other two, the, the other group for the second quickest team. So you think Max Verstappen then in the bag? been a fairly safe bet this season hasn't it yeah, yeah. Just slightly yeah <laughs> i'd put my money on it <laughs> there's been harsher bets um, as always we're on at fast and curious pod on instagram and also tiktok and you can also email us fast and curious at acast.com uh, if you want to send us any questions and um, we've also got some other really good ones to go through this week lots of people asked a very similar question to phaser she said it was a shame to see lance stroll not being able to race in singapore and I wish him a speedy recovery, as do we all. But why didn't Aston Martin replace him with a reserve driver to at least have a chance of getting more points on the board? Because Lance had already taken part in qualifying, so it was too late, according to the rules, for a reserve driver to come in. A reserve driver who's coming in has to have taken part in either a qualifying session or practice qualifying had already started so it was too late uh it that is what enabled liam lawson to come in to replace daniel ricardo because daniel was injured in fp2 crashing out of qualifying it's simply too late you learn something new every day mm. uh, here's a question from lee it's about japan mm-hmm. um what is christian's routine for the japanese grand prix with it starting at 6 a.m uk time because even after 20 years it never gets any easier to get up at 5.30 a.m. on Sunday morning when it's pitch black outside? Uh, well, no, it's it's horrible. Uh, my routine is get up about three minutes before the race starts and watch it in bed and go back to sleep as soon as it's finished. That's generally what I do. But what I would like to do at this point on The Fast and the Curious, if I could, is address the Formula One community. Oh, Firstly, hello, everyone. You know I'm one of you. Right? Oh my God. I, I speak from a place of love and acceptance and understanding. But if you are planning not to watch the Japanese Grand Prix, which starts at 6 a.m. live, if you find out about the results later in the day, oh. that is your fault. The news and sport readers, like we've both done, have to say, what's happened we can't wait till you watched it and unfortunately i do feel that f1 fans forget this sometimes that 
they've just said the result. Well, yes, they would, because it's happened. You, you, and I've done this. I've done it. It's all right, Christian. Had the frustration. It's all right. All, it's happened let's, to let's us all. Let's calm down. It's happened to us all. Do you not think that you need to have just a little bit of sympathy for people? Because 6am is, is very early in the morning for a Sunday. Like, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, different story. But Sunday morning. No, no sympathy whatsoever. I appreciate it's early, but it's the same for all of us. We've all got to get up. Yeah, but people's phones tell them everything nowadays. It's hard. It's hard to avoid it. You can't. Tell the people closest to you, if you need me, ring me, but don't text me. And don't go on social media it, and, don't put the, and don't put the radio on until you've watched the race. That is what I do. I quite like it because I don't really like not knowing stuff. I like to know what's going to happen. So if I know who's won the race, I'm not as, not as tense. No, and, and again, there'll be plenty of people who haven't got Sky, and I entirely sympathise, but, but you've got to take the responsibility to, to turn your phone off notifications until the Channel 4 highlights. You've just got to. It's, it's your responsibility. OK, going back to Lee, though, do you have breakfast in your bed? Like, what do you do? Just sit there? No, I, no, I, I prioritise <laughs> <Just still. laughs> sleep. I get up, like, uh, and we're talking, da, 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 da. I'm up. Then, right. like, a couple of minutes before. No coffee? Uh, I'm getting there, don't interrupt. And then <laughs> I will typically watch the start and wait for the sort of lap seven or lap eight lull to get a coffee. Right. Then I'll go back to bed after the race. Then I'll wake up and have breakfast. Okay, and will you be going to bed extra early on Saturday night? Probably not. No, I always say I will, but then don't. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, what you're not going to do is if it gets ruined for you because you decide to watch it later, moan. So, yes, that, that is my address to the F1 community. We need to take responsibility for our own actions. Thank you for listening. I'm it, Christian Hugo. It was giving me a bit, you know, China, Russia vibes. <laughs> like, I didn't quite... Like I was a dictator. I didn't, I didn't, like, the, <laughs> I didn't like the address. <laughs> no, well, uh, I, 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 I wanted to get that off my chest for a long time. I can tell. Mm. Um, right, so you think Max is going to win? Probably, yeah. <laughs> We're just going to spoil it for yeah. everyone, aren't we? You think Max is going to win? I think, yeah, Max, yeah. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> or Lewis. Lewis Hamilton. I think he's going to have fire in his belly now because I think he probably could have won Singapore. He'll come back ready So you to think go. Max, Lewis, and then third... <sighs> give it to Carlos. Yeah, all right, fine. I think Max first, Carlos second, because good mm. form. I think George Russell third. I think he'll have fire in his belly. Do you think? To, to, to sort of correct his mistake. Okay, Christian, hope you enjoy your 6am alarm. Or well, I won't. 5.59. And I hope you enjoy your coffee on the seventh lap. So yeah, seven or eight laps. <laughs> when there's a bit of a little nip and make quick coffee, that's fine. We're going to be back after the race. Again, if you've got any messages, any questions, get in touch with us on our socials or on email and uh, enjoy it, most importantly. Thank you. I'm off for another text conversation with Crofty, who, who does get back to me. Mm, uh, yeah. Bye-bye now. Best friend, yeah.